questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. The following comes from the Richie Allen Show's page. A colleague in the alternative media movement. It's almost what Veritas is going through. And this is why it's so important to own your own platform. He says, how are you friends? Little bit of news. I have a couple of mates who work for Google. They both must remain anonymous, of course. They drifted me bits of information from time to time. Around four years ago, one of them told me that the demonetization of alternative news channels would become standard. He was right, as I learned when my original YouTube channel, which had nearly 100,000 subscribers, was deleted for no reason three years ago. I heard from him this morning. He told me two things. He said that when the COVID vaccine is ready, or shortly before then, Google, which owns YouTube, is planning to take down thousands of channels that have traditionally hosted open discussion around vaccine safety. They will do this, he said, in tandem with Facebook and Twitter. According to him, discussions between all three have already taken place. He reckons it'll be the biggest calling to date of content creators and independent vloggers and commentators. While this may be unsurprising, it is important news and I trust him implicitly. He also said that it is his belief, and I've said as much myself, that Russian interference claims are nothing but smokescreen for mass censorship. They, the royal they, know damn well that the Russians are not responsible for spreading anti-vaccine information online, pro-Brexit propaganda, or information about 5G. They know, he said, that these initiatives are grassroots organizations, set up by genuinely concerned citizens, but that the easiest way to legislate for them, and ultimately to censor them, is to blame Russia. Problem, reaction, solution. He's right. Again, I have said as much many times. Last year, Professor Julian Pitley, one of the UK's finest journalists and teachers, told me before an interview that he was worried about me. He'd been attending journalist conferences and one or two conferences on fake news. Julian is an unswerving proponent of free speech. He said my name was coming up a lot and that there may be some movement against me or the show. When I told him that I wasn't working for anyone, I was broadcasting from a home studio rather than a radio station, he was somewhat relieved, but nonetheless told me to watch my back. This morning, my Google mate said that the Richie Allen show is on the short list of programs to not only be removed from YouTube, which I don't care about at all, but also to be removed from Google search results too. He said, the Richie Allen Show replacement channel, which has 31,000 subs, has in reality many more, but they're not being counted. Worse still, he said, the viewing numbers are fixed so that less than one in 10 views are shown. The point of this, he went on, is to dissuade people from watching. People are apparently being more inclined to watch content that's showing hundreds of thousands of views. Now, I couldn't give a fiddler's about YouTube viewing figures or subscribers, as you well know. The bulk of my audience listens live as it is a live radio show, or they grab the podcast from iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic, etc. And viewing and listening numbers say nothing about the quality of a show in any case. But it's important to note this, because they ain't just doing it to me. Asked if there's any concern among his fellow employees about what is happening, my mate said no. Or at least... Nobody has said anything. Maybe they are like him, worried about the prospect of losing a tech job, being labeled a troublemaker, and struggling to get another one. Share this widely, as your favorite YouTubers need to know that this mass call is coming to coincide with the arrival of the COVID vaccine so that they can back up their videos, something which they should be doing, but many don't. Anyhow, thanks for reading Speak later from the Richie Allen Show page. And this is a very similar situation to what Veritas has gone through in the past two years. We're now approaching 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Not that I care about YouTube, 
but it's another platform where we can promote our material. And I'll never get tired of repeating this. Own your own platform. We do at Veritas. Tonight, we discuss what really matters. What has gotten us here? Who is responsible? And where are we going? Are you ready to dive deep into the rabbit hole? Then stay with us. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. Tonight's special guest is Mike King, a private investigative journalist and researcher based in New York City. He is the author of many books, all linked on our website. His other interests include the animal kingdom, philosophy, chess, cooking, literature, and history, with emphasis on events of the late 19th through the 20th centuries. His website is realhistorychannel.org. That's his new website. So if you have the good old tomato bubble, still there, but this is the one he's using now, realhistorychannel.org. Mike King joins us from New York. Hello, Mike, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Hey, hello, Mel. I'm glad, I'm glad to be back. I, uh, last time I was on your show, I got a really good response from your listeners. It's good talking to you again. Always a pleasure, Mike. And, you know, as I told you before, I usually read one of your books and discuss, you know, just put the, 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 the information based around the book. But this time I brought you back because there are too many things happening at all at the same time. It seems that the powers that want to be are converging and putting all their stock together just to bring about a communist utopia, as they call it. What do you see happening, Mike? Yeah, it is quite a year. It is 2020. It is, um, I mean, it is really the culmination of all of the history books and current events topics that I've covered for these last years. Uh, and it's all coming to an ahead. I mean, this, to me, uh, may end up being one of the most historic years in history because what I see unfolding, Mel, is uh, either this thing is going to break one way or the other. They, the globalists may indeed succeed in the culmination of their centuries-long satanic plan to put us all under their total control, uh, but there are also some factors that we could talk about uh, during the show that give one cause for some hope, some optimism, which is something I haven't had since I began studying the world 30 years ago. Uh, so it can, this is going to either culminate with the complete destruction of the New World Order crime gang, or it could go uh, the, other, the other way. So it's an unbelievable year. And all, all of this stuff is related. What you see with the riots and the protests and the communist Black Lives Matter and the, the stupid 19 scamdemic is what I call it. Uh, all, all of it ties in together and it links back to the book that I'm, I was most known for, the book that put me on the map that we discussed in an earlier show, uh, The Bad War on World War II, the real story of World War II, because that war was fought. Uh, for a specific purpose, and the aftermath of that war revealed the purpose. The modern world is defined by World War II, and all of this one-worldism, this globalism, the UN, the EU, the NATO, the CIA, the WHO, which is behind this COVID scam, it all, it all came out of that event 
by design. And these are the forces that have been tormenting us for so long, centuries really. But uh, but they're making their big move this year. Uh, you know, ultimately they'd like to have us all vaccinated, chipped, controlled, uh, wearing, wearing masks. I mean, I, I never thought I would see this. And I, I've seen the public uh, buy into a lot of insanity. But this, this to me is a, a shocker. What are we on, five months now wearing masks? Here in New Jersey, it's the law. You don't have a choice. It's incredible. Uh, but that's where we are. You let's, know, let's, let's, let's go step by step here because, you know, every piece is important. What you just said about masks. You know, first, oh, you don't need a mask. Then you need it maybe. Now it's a compulsory in many places. You know, you, pretty soon you won't be able to shop and you can't shop in certain places unless you're wearing a mask. Pretty soon you won't be able to travel without a mask. If you remove the word mask and replace it with, say, vaccine, do you think they're trying this to see how many people comply to see how their vaccine or maybe even chip in the future? Well, I'm sure that the powers that be are definitely taking note of just how compliant and, and, and beaten down and submissive and obedient that the, the public has become. And, and then uh, that emboldens them to, to roll out their next move. But ultimately, that is the goal, is, is 7 billion people vaccinated Uh, with particles in there that will enable them to, to determine if or not you had the shot. Uh, now, they're, they're not going to drag you out of your home, force you to take a shot, but you know what? You may not be able to work or travel or have a normal life w without it. Uh, and, and Bill Gates, who is the, the demon who is behind so much of this, uh, he's a very high-ranking, high-level globalist, or front man at least, um, You know, Microsoft actually has a patent for this type of technology by which uh, micro-injections can link up to the cloud and access your health records and your banking records. Uh, real mark of the beast stuff. Uh, but this is ultimately what they like. It's a complete control grid. They want to they get that chip in our body. And this is a perfect uh, pretext. So they... You know, there, there's really those are the two big goals with this. They want us to get rid of Trump. They want they wanted to crash the economy with this scandemic, and they have succeeded in doing that. So, uh, you know, just in the last four months, Trump went from a virtual guaranteed second term to now what? Uh, I don't know. You could flip a coin. I don't know how this is going to end up. But that was, that was a very important objective for them. And then the, the second one, an even bigger one, ultimately, is to get everybody vaccinated with the tracking technology. And whether or not – it's not going to happen with Trump in the White House. That I'm quite confident. I noticed, Mike, that uh, as of the last couple of days, Trump is wearing a mask. You've noticed that too, right? And I was wondering, why well, is he caving in to these people or – Could he, he be playing chess and saying, you know what, I'm going to wear a mask because everybody's out there shopping. Everybody is out there doing their thing while wearing a mask. Therefore, in November, it means that people can still go and vote with a mask. And that way you get rid of this mail-in ballot effort that they're trying to push. Yeah, that, that might be his angle. One thing I've learned about Trump, uh, you know... I mean, his first few months in office, to me, he was a disappointment, okay? But then I began to realize that everything he does is tactical and manipulative. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way, because he's, he's up against some really nasty, evil adversaries. And this is, and this is how you outwit them and outplay them. Uh, but every time he makes one of these moves... People say, oh, no, see, he's controlled opposition. He's just like the rest of them. And I've been saying for years, no, wait and let it play out, okay? I'll give you an example. Um, when they, they were trying to induce him into waging war against Syria, back when ISIS was still around during the first few months of his presidency, 
And there was that incident where he launched a, a bombing attack on Syria, and then he boasted about it. And, and so many of his supporters, those of us who are pro-peace, non-interventionists, yeah. were really demoralized over this. But then the news came out that uh, he had told the Russians in advance exactly where the missiles were going to land. It's essentially an empty field. Nobody was hurt. It was all cosmetic. And, and then a few weeks later, what does he do? He terminates the CIA funding for the so-called moderate rebels of Syria, which is also ISIS. And ISIS collapsed uh, between you know Russia attacking them and Trump cutting off the funding. ISIS collapsed, and Assad was saved. Uh, so that's what you have to look at. Forget about when he bombed the empty field in in North Korea. The same thing. You recall he was being criticized because he wanted to uh, have a, a relation with with North Korea. So then. He, he changes tact and he he threatens uh, Kim, Kim Jong-un. He calls him Rocket Man. He threatens him with fire and fury. Uh, we're going to wipe out North Korea. All this crazy talk. And we now know that the whole time there was back-channel communications going on. So how does the story end? It, it ends with Trump going over there and it's a love fest. And they actually walked into... Uh, out of the demilitarized zone into North Korea, an American president. So, uh, so this is he does this time and time and time again. So there's always an angle. Just so what he does, Mel, is when some kind of opposition builds to him, or some kind of heavy pressure is brought to bear by the Democrats and even traitors in his own po- uh, party or the fake news, whatever it is they want him to do, he says okay, and he goes along with it. And then people say, oh, he's betrayed us. He caved in. He's weak. But then as time passes, we see what his move was. And this is classic. Uh, this is right out of Chinese military philosophy, Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. I keep time and time again, he does this. Yeah. So the question uh, is, so might, the question right. is what you just said about, uh, for example, North Korea. We haven't seen Kim Jong-un for a while, and there are rumors that his sister is the one. I still don't believe that. I haven't confirmed it. But that his sister is the one in command, and that he's actually dead. Have you seen that? Well, I, I hear a lot of there's a lot of disinformation stories planted, and then they turn out not to be true. There was one of these "Is he alive?" deals I think about a year ago or so, and then it turned out he was. So, uh, so much of what we hear about North Korea, I mean, you don't know what 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 to believe. Um, But yeah, I mean, they are trying to um, sabotage this thing, which is really insane because, you know, people need to realize if North Korea and South Korea ever went to war, okay, the United States is bound to come to the assistance of South Korea and China has a military defense pact with North Korea. So that is a very dangerous tripwire that's it's like a dormant volcano that's been sitting there for 60 years or so. So, um, you know, Trump should be applauded and celebrated and receive a Nobel Peace Prize for what he what he's done to keep the peace in that peninsula. And this uh, is one thing I don't understand. Most you would think that most Democrats are against war. I am against war. I don't want to fight a war unless it's really, really necessary. But when Trump makes these moves of peace, walking, as you said, to the demilitarized zone in North Korea, You would think that all these people who get triggered should be out there saying, you know what, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's bringing peace. We haven't seen any real conflict. During Obama, we have more bombings than any other president before. So I don't get it. No matter how many things he does and all the promises that he keeps, he keeps being just butchered by the left. And I hate to get political here, but you know we're coming to a very important election And I used to think, you know, it's going to be center-left versus center-right. No more center-left. Now it's full-blown communism what's coming ahead. Yeah, that is what they are. Uh, this is the product of decades now of uh, Marxist school in indoctrination. I, you know, it used to be only the universities had this problem. Back when I went to university, I was shocked at how many communist professors there were. 
But generally speaking, back in those days, we're talking the 1980s now, you know, you, most of the elementary schools and high schools had a decent normal curriculum. Uh, so that, that kind of stuff didn't work on all the students, worked on some of them, you see. But what has happened in, I would say, the last 20 years is that the, the communist educators have branched out. It's, it's funneled down like a poison. So it's not just the universities, it's the high schools, elementary schools. I mean, they start pumping out that communist propaganda, kindergarten, okay? And and now a lot of these children are grown up. They're millennials, they're in their 30s. Some of them are in important positions and jobs. So uh, whereas there used to be some sort of moderation and reason with the left, you know, I mean, t- today we're we're dealing with, Oh, I, I, I would say maybe 30% of the electorate, they're, they're, full-blown, they're full-blown Marxists, whether they know it or not, okay? So, um, you know, ho- hopefully there's some of these sensible liberals can come to their senses, you know, when they're seeing some of this stuff going on today. But that that's what happened. And, and uh, the great senator, Joseph McCarthy, warned about about this. I have this in my book, St. Joseph of Wisconsin. Uh, all my books you can find at realhistorychannel.org. Uh, but he says, if we win the battle of education on the primary school, high school level, uh, we, we, will, we cannot lose. If we lose that battle, uh, we will lose uh, American civilization. So he foresaw this 60 years ago at a time when, you know, even though some early infiltration was taking place, it's not it's something most people cannot have foreseen. Uh, but the left is very patient, and they went after generation after generation of children. And you warp that mind at a young age, um, you get a warped adult. It's very difficult to correct. So, Somebody told me the other day that we should establish a GoFundMe account for all these millennials, all these Antifas out there to send them to Cuba, send them to Venezuela, send them to countries so they could experience for themselves and then bring them back and have a conversation to see if they still stand with that position. But of course, that's not going to happen. But what I always say is it's easy to be a communist in a free country, but you cannot be free in a communist country. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Yeah, it is, it's, it's so easy to be a, a communist because of their empty promises. And it's amazing, Mel, because you go back and you read Marx, um, even some of the revolutionaries before him. It, it's it's always the same technique. You just never happy with the society you live in. Just tear down everything, critique, 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 and never offer any real solutions. And and there's even a quote by Marx. I got to dig it up where he actually acknowledges this. He basically says, you know. We don't have to answer what we're going to do once we're in power. We'll get around to that. Main thing now is is to tear tear down the bourgeois and so on and so forth. So th- there's never been anything constructive a- about it. And everything that comes out of the left is just criticism. And sometimes it's a legitimate criticism of things in our society or our economy or, or our world. But whether it's legitimate criticism or not, they offer no solutions, nothing. Just destruction. So why do they continue saying this will not be the same here? Over 100 million died. And I always say this, and this is the kind of talk that gets us censored. I'm trying to be careful in the words I use. You know this, Mike. Your YouTube yeah. channel gets shut down. Ours is completely demonetized. I don't make a penny from that. At least it used to be pay some bills, but now it's just demonetized. But when you have this kind of talk where... Basically, the Bolsheviks, you know, they came in 1917. They weren't even from, from Russia. And they took over. A lot of this is happening in the United States. You get all these people that come from other countries, come here, get free education, and they use it against us. I mean, look at this lady from Somalia. Somalia is a failed state. Yes. You can't even go there. I mean, as a woman, she can't even walk the street by herself or anybody that goes to Iran. But yet, if she comes here, becomes a congresswoman, 
And we know that she wants the complete eradication of what we have right now. Yeah, isn't that isn't that something? It's just it's just horrible. Um, but you know, it's always been that way. We've always been lax in what we let into the country. Uh, you know, so many of us are the children, grandchildren of immigrants, of course. So many fine people, but yet from more than a hundred years ago, uh, the you have these elements who would come here, and it's such a hypocrisy. They, they, they're coming here ostensibly for a better opportunity, and as soon as they land, they start complaining. Um, the, the assassin of President McKinley in 1901 was an anarchist and an immigrant, Leon Solgos. I think he was, uh, I was Slavic or Hungarian, uh, but, you know, he was, he was an immigrant. And, you know, he altered the course of American history by murdering a, a good president. And I, of course, but the bigger picture, though, that we should never lose sight of is these, I call them the reds in the streets. They cannot succeed at what they do and do the damage they do without the guidance and financing of the reds in the suites, which gets you to your uh, your wealthy international bankers and your media moguls. Uh, that, that's that's the problem right there, uh, because, you know, even now, you know, you, you have all of this rioting and chaos and mayhem in the city like Portland. OK, uh, but it's the Reds in the suites, like at the New York Slimes, for example, who continue to describe them as peaceful protesters. Uh, you read The New York Times, you, you would think that it's the 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 police who are causing this mayhem, <laughs> you know, Uh so that that's 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 the bigger problem that we should never lose sight of. That the low the low level people are just a symptom. This problem comes from the highest levels of our society: corporate, media, international banking, and I mean, and that is the heart of your new world order conspiracy. Speaking of the media, somebody told me, and I haven't confirmed this, that just like Prince Al Walid, I believe it was. They used to have a, a chunk, a big chunk of Fox News. Now he's out. But I hear that China is penetrating Fox News. Not that I really put a lot of uh, emphasis on, on the media, even Fox News, because a lot of it is also propaganda. They have a few good people there. Uh, they want to get them out. One of them, Tucker Carlson, wants to be doxxed by all these people because they want to get rid of him because he's the one making waves. But if that one goes... What else do we have in the mainstream to even look at? Yeah, it's it's very slim pickings in the so-called mainstream. You've got one or two here here and there. Um, you know the real the real action is on is on the internet, and that is where the big assault has been focused in in uh, really just just the last few years. Uh, I think you, YouTube did so much damage to them, and, and they didn't see it coming. You know, I mean, it was just something where people could go on, make their own videos, uh, talk about, you know, whatever it is, their family, their pets. Or, um, but so many, so many good documentaries and exposés and political analysis. The real talent in any country always is always resides in the body of the people. And, and, and you never know who can just get on YouTube and make a great video, put out great information. But... Uh, you know, they realized this was going to be a problem, and, and, and they that that's when they, they shut everything down. They started a couple of years ago. First, they started with the demonetization, and then there's artificial means to suppress videos. And they were, then they were just banning people uh, altogether. Shadow uh, ban, shadow ban. I mean, they, they, first they demonetize you, then they shadow ban, uh, ban you. In our case, every single day we lose hundreds of subscribers. And they, they send us messages. Why are you subscribing me? Well, why would I do that? Not only right. that, but if you try to look for my interviews with you, for example, you can't find them on YouTube. You have to go to inside my channel and do a search within the channel. So they have ways to do all this stuff. But I just posted this today on my Facebook. U.S. Senate warns authoritarian China could soon control the Internet. So I said, remember when Obama surrendered Internet control to China? A new report yeah. by the U.S. Senate Foreign Relations Committee is issuing a stark warning. The United States is now on the precipice of losing the future of the cyber domain to China. 
According to the Washington Post, the report describes how China has invested in technology that aids authoritarianism, such as facial recognition software and other surveillance technology. So Obama gave the key away. We know that. But I always saw Silicon Valley, Mike, as the epitome of entrepreneurship, of capitalism. You go there, you have the best of, and the brightest around the world to create technology that could lift humanity. But it's almost the opposite. They are going, again, I hate to continue using the word communist, but they are yeah. continually using China as the beta test to bring it here and bring it all under the umbrella of a Marxist, communist, uh, collectivist authority. Yeah, well, they've done a good job building this, um, building these connections and and weaving together monopolistic capitalism and 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 communism, and essentially our our corporations now are a branch of a of a monster government. You could call them the fourth fourth branch of government. You could call the media the fifth branch of government. Um, so, so you have these. Uh, unofficial branches of government, but they wield enormous power. You look at this COVID hoax. They could not have propagated this thing without hundreds of CEOs on their own initiative pushing it. Uh, the same with the Black Lives Matter. I mean, as you go to the website of so many Fortune 500 companies, it's COVID and it's BLM. Uh, you know, it, it looks like you're at the some kind of left-wing website. And this is not by accident. They have created these connections. Um, you know, these the, the CEOs now, that they know that they have to be, quote-unquote, socially responsible. Okay? Uh, some of the big, really big investment firms are dictating, dictating this, like, like Vanguard and, and BlackRock. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of something called ESGs. It stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And we, in other words, these big investment firms now are rating companies not just on their profitability or a speculative or where they're going to be in the future, but is also a ESG component. Did not know that. So, I did not yeah, know that. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's like the big three investment that, that manage the funds, the big three fund houses. I, I want Safe Street. Look them up. Safe Street, BlackRock. And Vanguard. Yeah, I'm aware of them, but they, I didn't they, know that rating. They're, they're, they're massive and they have power because they, I mean, they also own tons of stocks from all these companies. But, you know, they manage the assets and they're really big into this ESG stuff and it's spread like a cancer. So, um. You're the CEO of a company now. You have to think, well, do I say screw this and just go my own way? But now there's going to be repercussions. Um, and that's how they got, they've, got, they've got more and more. They've got the Fortune 500 in line. They've essentially deputized them into the communist strike force. And I was just amazed at how quickly, right after that so-called George Floyd incident, all the big major corporations started giving money to Black Lives Matter, a communist group. Why would they do that? Well, now we know why. Look into ESG, and it's it's uh, it's everything. Whether it's the global warming hoax or the stupid nineteen or the Black Lives Matter, you know they have to now in order to maintain good investment profile. They've got to be quote unquote socially responsible in a certain way. So this this is big. This is a major development that's only like a few years old. But you understand that, and you understand how uh, all of these big CEOs, these Fortune 500 companies, on these social issues now, they are moving as if it's one entity, like they are part of one entity. And in a sense, they are. So there's your there's your new world order: the marriage of big uh, corporate world with communism they are not the opposite as many people would think because it's all about big big power and 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 uh, big control you know corporate america is not really free enterprise um so you're saying this is a corporatocracy isn't that what benito mussolini 
coined fascism, the merger of government and the corporation? Yes, essentially you could say that. Although, in you know Mussolini's case, the uh, it wasn't Marxist; it was towards other ends, and uh, he did a lot of good things for Italy. Actually, um, until he he went crazy, you know, during World War II, <laughs> causing a bunch of problems for Germany too. But but yeah, I mean, in in essence, that's 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 what it is. Only it's got a it has a Marxist degenerative flavor to it you know but that is, yeah that is the new world order big corporations and big government so in, in essence whereas whereas under pure communism the state would just be the you know the, the the big general store for everything control all the industries all the company or own it outright under this system it's more like well we don't need to own all the businesses you know let these guys handle it we don't need that on our plate, but we'll tell them what the hell we want them to do. And then listen. Let's stay there for a second, because yeah. as you said, everything is interconnected. I mean, the cancel, cancel towards, cancel, cancel culture is everywhere after the George Floyd uh, event. But before this all happened, before the pandemic in 2019, to be exact, a staggering number, 1,640 CEOs left their posts. What do you think happened there? They must have known something was in the horizon because otherwise in the history of corporate America, I don't think we've ever had that amount of people exiting with their perhaps golden parachutes. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. There's no question that a, a, an inordinate amount of CEOs stepped down. Uh, the same goes for Republican congressmen and senators. Record numbers, both uh, prior to the 2018 congressional election and also leading up to this one, ton of retirements. And there's been a bunch of people cleaned up at the Department of Justice and the FBI. Um, so I, I believe that there is an effort by people in our military intelligence to, to, to unravel this thing. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And so there, you know, there, there's a reason why there have been so many uh, departures. But why do you th what do you think? What do you think they knew? Do you think they knew what was coming? Because as you said, I, I, they must have a, known yeah. that something was coming. They they might have been forced out, and and it, it might be a result of something that's happening from two different factions. Um, I um, you know, like yourself, I'm an observer of the QAnon phenomenon, and I I basically my position has developed from objective observer to uh, believer. However, the only thing I'm not quite sure of is if they can pull it off or not. But that QAnon is Team Trump. There can no longer be any doubt. And that this effort, the secret war is waging, there is no longer any doubt. Uh, the only doubt remaining, as far as I'm concerned, is who will win this epic struggle. Okay? But part of the struggle if you follow QAnon, was saying years ago, you're going to see lots and lots of powerful people from all walks of life walking away. It's not by choice. Uh, so this is part of draining the the swamp, so to speak. So I, I think that's partially what happened with with many of these CEOs. Do you think Steve Bannon is QAnon? No, I don't believe so. I, I think QAnon is is military intelligence and someone who's got a background in cryptology. And my num my first candidate, like if I were to put together a list of suspects, would be um, uh, Admiral, um, oh, he's the head of, head of the, uh, he was the head of the NSA. Now I'm, now I'm, I'm having a brain freeze. Admiral uh, Mike Rogers. You know, he would he would fit the bill. I'm not saying that it's him, but it, the, uh, his specialty was cryptology, and he was the 17th director of the NSA. So that's that's an interesting uh, uh, hypothesis. But whoever it is has an unusual knowledge and a very clever way of framing it, which forces you to like kind of think and decipher. So it's not like why in the open. But, you know, that's what I think it is. 
And, um, <clears throat> you know, more, more and more you're, you're seeing QAnon attacked in, in the media. And I, I did a piece on this recently, Mel. There have been today hundreds of attacks on QAnon coming from the mainstream media. New York Times, Washington Post, ABC, NBC, CBS. You know, it's still a bit muted because they don't want to give it too much attention. They, they can backfire. But so many attacks and so many articles I've read, and yet no one in the fake news media will ask the most logical question, which is the one you just asked me. Who's doing it? Who has been making these posts? 4,000 of them to date for the last two and a half years, imitating the Trump administration. And uh, when it's Q+, plus, it's Trump himself. So think about it, Mel. How can this be a hoax? You're going to tell me somebody can just imitate the, uh, the executive branch of the government and go on and on calling all these people traitors and pedophiles and Satanists and so on, and, and nobody's interested in finding out who he is? Nobody from law enforcement has tried to find an IP address, knock on the guy's door and say, hey, what's going on here? You, you, you know what I'm saying? So that's very, that's, that's very strange. Nobody, nobody wants to confirm and nobody dares to even ask Trump at a press conference, what do you know about this QAnon who's impersonating you? Is he impersonating you? Do you have anything to do with it? Will you condemn it? They won't ask the question. They just leave it out there. That's a conspiracy theory. Okay. Who is doing it? Fascinating. And this is why I'm still interested in following QAnon because of that. Well, not only because of that, but what I saw today, I forgot the exact number, accounts were deleted by Twitter. Anybody that has any liaison or connection or discusses QAnon was deleted. That to me, it just caught my attention for multiple reasons. But the number one reason was if you're, you're creating a martyr here. If you're deleting all these accounts, you're going to make people who have never followed Q or didn't even know what Q was wonder. It's just the same thing with the COVID-19 pandemic. All the people that were pro-vaccine were exposed to what's probably coming. And so many people have opened their eyes about vaccination and the agenda and the genocide that has happened in many countries and the eugenicists behind this that they're not waking up so a lot of this is backfiring in their own faces mike yeah it certainly is they're in they're, they're in quite a pickle because with this q anon thing they, they can't ignore it because it's growing so fast on its own millions of people now have heard about it or are following it and many millions more have like kind of heard kind of heard about it and the more they hear about it the more curious they get so they can't ignore it because it's a threat. And yet, at the same time, when they make these kind of attacks, they're bringing more attention. So they're really in a pickle. It's, it's kind of fun to watch. Um, uh, and now the other big event with Q that got a lot of coverage was just last week or two weeks ago. It was on the 4th of July. General Mike Flynn and his family, they did a little video and they put it on their Twitter and at the close of the video, they all took the QAnon uh, motto. They all recited it, where we go one, where we go all. So that there is like no doubt, 100%, Flynn and his whole family, uh, um, you know, propagating QAnon. And that, that got a lot of media attention. It got a lot of people curious. So, um, you know, keep, keep, keep your eye on this thing. Um, and, you know, like I said, there is no question in my mind that this is the Trump team and Trump is involved with it the, the, um, and that the, the fight is real. The only question I have is, is QAnon as, are they as powerful as they say they are? Because if you follow QAnon, they, they post with sort of like a tone of absolute certainty that they got this thing, that they're going to win. All you got to need is the second term and it's over. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. Is that, do they have it under control like they say they do? Or is it, is it more like the motivational talk that a football coach might give his team before the game? You know, like, rah, rah, we got this. They can't beat us, you know? I don't know. Because, uh, you know, these one-world gangsters, they, they've been at this thing for a couple centuries, and they have been challenged before. 
And even when they get knocked down, they get up smelling like a rose and they win. So to me, that is my assessment of QAnon. It's real. I just don't know if the good guys have the that degree of power that they claim they do. I, I don't know who's going to win in the end. By the way, it's 7,000. 7,000 accounts that Twitter deleted. But what about the Kennedy connection? And I'm not holding my breath. I mean, I, even people said, wait, watch, watch 4th of July when Trump goes to, to uh, uh, what do you call it, where, where the presidents are in, in, in stone? Um, what do you call this? Mount Rushmore. Mount yeah. Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Watch that he's going to be introduced. I was not taking that to the, to the bank. At the same time, this whole where we go all, we, we go, where we go we one, go we go all. all. That comes from the, the bell that's inscribed on the bell of a JFK's boat. And then Q, if you look at JFK's burial site, is a Q. Do you think there's a link here between the, the Kennedy, uh, JFK Jr., and Q? Well, there's a lot that Q says, and there's a lot that people add on and becomes misunderstood as Q when Q never said it, you see? Uh, so a couple points of clarification. Uh, QAnon did say that this began in 1999 when uh, JFK's plane went down, okay? And the obvious implication there is that uh, the forces behind Hillary Clinton, if not Hillary Clinton herself, killed him because he was going to run for Senate. That's a fact. And that would have been the end of Hillary Clinton. She was standing in his way. And, of course, the powers that be that murdered his father, his uncle, then I can let him be president. So QAnon said that this is when this game started. From that, people, uh, you know, they took some interesting bits of data and started saying, you know, JFK Jr. faked his death. He's, he's alive at the certain point. He's going to be brought back. Well, QAnon never said that. And I, I mean, I'm open to anything, but I don't see any evidence of that. So we have to be careful uh, what we say. And, and the media, when they do attack QAnon, they love saying that, you know, these people believe JFK Jr. is still alive. So you got to be careful. But he never he never said that. Um, oh, as for the bell, the where we go one, where, where we go all, that is also a misconception. I don't know how that started, but it, it's from the bell on a boat that was featured in a movie called The White Squall, which is the storm that Trump was talking about. But it was not on JFK's boat. Uh, as far as the shape of that queue at JFK's grave, yeah, that does look like a queue. So that is interesting. So, uh, with a lot of pieces of data, you gotta, you gotta, you know, some are, some are right and some are incorrect. So um, this bell was not on Kennedy's boat no, then? it's huh. not on Kennedy's boat. Because everywhere and, you look. And it's surprising. F- Flynn's own lawyer, when she was asked, why did Flynn say, where we go one, where we go all, Sidney Powell? And she says, oh, that's just a saying from Kennedy's boat. And I was surprised to hear her say that, but it's, it's not correct. Unless she's just playing the game, too, you know. But no, it's not from Kennedy's boat. It's from a movie. But the movie is about a storm. It's called The White Squall. And what is it that Trump said just before QAnon started posting? You remember that incident? He was at the White House. He said he's with all these military leaders. He says, you know what this is? This is the calm before the storm. Yes, and the, and the press was like, "What storm, Mr. President? You'll find out. You'll find out." And then the next day, they asked him again, "What storm were you talking about yesterday?" You'll find out. Calm before the storm. He was really teasing them, uh, but that's the storm. And in this movie, is the storm. It's called the White Squall. And but what did he mean? I remember that meeting. Was it with with police? Ch- uh, sheriffs no, it, was all, it was top brass, top military brass, okay, okay, a bunch of them. Right. And he says, and he's po- and he's like pointing at them all. Okay, there's like maybe maybe about fifteen of them and their wives present on either side of them. And he's waving his arm, making a circle. And he says to the media, "Do you know what this represents? We got the finest military leaders in the world here. Do you know what this represents? What, Mister President? Maybe it's the calm before the storm. The calm before the storm, because that is what." the storm is it's military intelligence instead of doing a a a physical violent coup uh what we're seeing is a a legal coup where all everything is done legally through investigations and indictments and so on that's the uh that is what's being told to us what is your take on the on the news today 
I believe is is it Houston that was told to the Chinese consulate to be shut down and everybody out in 72 hours and there was a fire. They're burning documents today. Did you see that? Uh, I heard about something like that. I didn't, I didn't dig into that story uh, deep enough yet, but that's uh, that's very very interesting. You know, see, yeah, interesting it's, it's, it's Houston. Documents burned on the grounds of the Chinese consulate after they are given 72 hours uh, to get out. So obviously, this is going to be having repercussions. Hey Mel, uh, I'll be right. hey Mel, give me a moment. Hold on, I'll be right back. Yeah. As you can see, there's a storm. Speaking of storms, there's a storm where Mike is. Hopefully, we'll still have uh, power. No, it wasn't the storm, Mel. It was... <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you Hello? have a storm going on over there. Well, I have... Um, no, you know, I'm having... Uh, I have a fish pond that I'm repairing and I put the fish in a holding tank temporarily. And one of my koi decided to jump out and start flopping around. <laughs> I had to save his life. So, okay. You, did you reduce the water a little bit so he doesn't jump again? Uh, I'm, go I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. I, I, I suppose they're startled being in this container, which they don't recognize. Right. I'm glad I heard him though. But good, good, good. I'm glad. Um, anyway, but this, this situation now China is saying that they're going to respond in kind and they're going to have a Chinese consulate in Wuhan, of all places, get out of there as well. Do you think this escalation is getting us into, I hate to say it, a hot war? Is that where we're going? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't see that. I mean, Trump had such a good relation with Xi Jinping uh, before this so-called stupid 19 which I know they blame on China, but I, you know, I, I just think he's using that as a means to bring some of our industry back. Um, but it's just strange. I, I don't know how much of this is for theater. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes because it just seemed like we were getting along so well with China and, and progress was being made on trade talks. Um, so it's strange. I mean, I, what I would love to see is if they would, um, if it turned out that they manufactured this virus, which although it's a relatively harmless common cold, but it doesn't mean they couldn't have manufactured it. If they could find out that uh, Gates and Fauci, that whole crowd that had links to this lab in Wuhan, it, it certainly would be nice to turn the tables on them. Well, it's obvious to me, Mike, in the analysis I've done in the past few years, that it is in China's best interest to have the Democrats in power here. To me, yeah. a, a Biden USA is nothing but a another province for China, really. And I think that the people behind this did it with the blessings of China because they knew that the economy was Trump's Achilles heel. Plus, they didn't like the agreement, the, the, the tariffs and so on, and the fact that they were going to be having to pay so much in tariffs in order to eat, to equalize the playing field. I mean, when did we see that before? President after president, Republican, Democrats, it, does, it didn't matter. It was status quo until Trump came along. And this That's is right. why, you know, as much as I hate to get political in this show, I have to just look at things objectively. And I see that every promise is made, he's kept. And I don't see why he's criticized so much. Imagine if he didn't have the black cloud every single day, investigations, reporters asking snarky questions every single day. How much more he could be doing for the nation? Yeah. I mean, just imagine if the press was merely neutral. That's it. Uh, and even, even the things he has not been able to achieve, it's only because they're, they're thwarting him. He's been trying very hard to get all the last troops out of Afghanistan and it's the Democrats and then some of the warmongering Republicans saying, no, no, you can't do that. Um, everything he does on the foreign policy front, they do not want him to bring troops home. So, I mean, his real accomplishments will come in his second term because if he wins big this fall, they're not going to be able to stop him, you know. So that's why they're pulling out all the stops. 
Well, the problem is that we are seeing, I mean, a lot of these Democrats showed their true colors in these cities and states. Look at the number of deaths, look at the number of cases. But don't forget, we have a lot of rhinos out there. We have a lot of Romneys out there, even in my own state of Arizona. The governor is on the board of directors of TGen, the company that produces the testing kits for COVID-19. And guess where Arizona was just a few days ago? Number one in the world when it comes to number of cases. Yeah. You know, these, these tests are yielding so many false positives. Uh, I'm, I don't know if you heard about what the president of Tanzania did. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he caught them. But uh, this, is, uh, this is being done in America. It's being done worldwide. So the, the, the tests are rigged to yield false positives. Uh, even if they do find that you had antibodies for this, it, they're saying now, well, that could just that could also be from uh, other strains of coronavirus. You might have had a cold a few years ago and have it. Well, the person who invented this PC, uh, PC or PCR test said that it's not designed to be giving you any any results of any virus. So really, yes. So even the person who died, by the way, in 2019 or 14 said that. So they're using this. It's any coronavirus, just like the flu. I mean, we've had a, a flu vaccine for how many years? Is it 70, 80 years? The flu vaccine, and we still have it. And people, thousands of people die around the world every single year, and we don't shut down. Now they're yeah. saying they're going to bring a vaccine that's going to be efficient or effective. It's not going to happen. So obviously, this is an agenda that goes beyond what they're telling the people. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's just so frustrating because all of this data, this information that that contra contradicts what we're being told is is out there but um people don't bother to look for it you know they're still memorized by the by the television set but it's all it's 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 all out there the 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 rigging of death certificates the uh, what are essentially bonuses being paid to hospitals and nursing homes for every covid case uh it, i mean all of it is like out there and irrefutable and it's, a lot of it is in is in the, the documents of the CDC. They even they have it in there in the fine print, and, and yet this massive fraud just rolls on and on and on. And you know, people are so passionate about it. I, I tried to correct an older woman the other day, and I went to the car dealership to have my oil changed, and she was really afraid. She was wiping her seat in the waiting room, and then. I struck up a conversation. I says, ah, I, I think one day soon we're going to find out that this was all overblown. She's like, oh, no. no. She looked at me like I was crazy. You <laughs> yeah, know? of course. Uh, I'm like, wow. It, it, it's incredible. So, it's incredible what's happening with one, what is it, 0.01% chance of dying, 99% chance of survival. And we shut down the world's economy. And this is what I think they want. If they shut down all the businesses... Then what's left? Just Walmart, Amazon, a few others, and then you control the people. But, you know, some hypothesizing, just, I'm just remembering what I wanted to ask you earlier on. Obama fired a number of high-ranking officials, admirals, generals, and so on. And supposedly those were the people who get Trump elected. And that right. they, they oversaw the NSA during that night and the NSA found a few counties, just a few counties, that were completely cheating. And they were able to reverse that. And that's why Trump won. What do you think happened to those high-ranking military officials? And do you think they're playing a part right now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not just the military officials. There's a good guy element, even in places like the CIA and the FBI. Okay? So... And that's what this is. This is, this is a, a, a secret war. And somehow, some way, and I suspected it then, because, you know, I, I didn't even stay up that night in 2016. I was so dejected. I, I said, there's no way Hillary's not going to win. You know, she's going to win. Uh, and even if she didn't win, they would just rig it so she did. They'll get her to vote by the machines. It, they can come up with whatever they need. And I was shocked the next day to wake to wake up and see that Trump had won, and I just didn't understand <clears throat> how it could be possible. I, I mean, I, I knew that he had 
a large silent vote out there. Because of all the media propaganda, there's a lot of people who be, they might be ashamed to tell a pollster that they were pro-Trump. But yet, they control so many machines, I, I just kept asking myself, why don't they just flip the votes? And then later on, you learn about this QAnon stuff and the military intelligence. It makes perfect sense. They they protected the integrity of the vote. And and uh, and that's how Trump won. And I believe that, that will happen again. It should happen again this year. Um, but yeah, there's no question. Obama was at war with the military. And there's that famous video he has. He says, we, we've got to have a civilian defense force just as well funded, just as strong as our military. Wow. A civilian defense force. That's his own Red Guard. And he said it. And that was the goal. Uh, and the goal was to decimate the military. And all these fire generals, he could replace them with like political type generals. So this was a very real war. And I'll tell you what, we have some of these very same generals to thank for the fact that we did not get into a war in Syria and possibly a World War III scenario because they undermined Trump. They did something very unprecedented. They actually began leaking to the press about what a horrible thing, uh, idea going to war in Syria would be. And this got out and it, it complicated efforts to get us into war back then. So, um, you know, a lot of these guys are fed up. These, these generals, you know, I'm, I'm sure they know what a joke the Iraq war was. They weren't going to go to war in Syria. And, you know, and you have things like the NSA. They know all the evil deeds that these deep staters do. They just can't do anything with the information. It's not actionable. But that's where all these investigations come in. Uh, and, I, and I maintain still to this day that Robert Mueller worked for Trump all along and that this investigation served as a cover to introduce unusable information into a legitimate investigation. So now it could be usable. So I, I think a lot of people are going to uh, go to jail with some of this information that has been washed and is now usable. So, uh, so that's what we're seeing, a slow motion military coup being done legally with Trump as its, uh, its point man and its front man. I have one more point to make, and you'll give me your answer on the other side, because I think this has to be asked. Because when I see this Antifas, and I see these cities that do not even bring the police to defend all these businesses, and you have Black Lives Matter that's receiving millions of dollars, supposedly are being funneled to the <laughs> Democratic Party. But I have a question. 1.6 billion hollow point bullets purchased in 2013 by the Department of Homeland Security. A lot of people are not asking questions about this. What if those, that ammo and some of the other military paraphernalia, if you want to call it that way, was put away somewhere for a scenario of what we're seeing right now? I'll get your answer on the other side. How can people buy your books, learn more about your work and your new website? Okay, go to realhistorychannel.org. It's simple to navigate main pages there are the updates page those are free updates that come out two or three times a week um and then there's, there's also paid content that if somebody wants to sign up at subscribe star pay five dollars a month and uh they'll get like an extra five items a week called the anti-new york times there's also a books section at my site and there's four books that are forbidden by amazon because they talk about world war ii <laughs> but you can still purchase them from me uh, directly as paperback, or you can get the PDF version. And then there's like uh, 18 other books that I've authored over the last five years. And uh, there's links there to uh, Amazon. So uh, the site's real easy to navigate. Definitely something people want to bookmark because my, you know, my work is kind of unique. It's very educational, but I present the information in a very clear, concise way. So anybody can get up to speed really quick. Oh, and one more thing. I offer a free report that gets you on the free mailing list. It's called How to Respond to an Anti-Conspiracy Theorist. So go to realhistorychannel.org and you can submit the inquiry form. You'll see it right on the front page for that report. And that gets you on the mailing list. Well, excellent. We have one more hour to come with Mike King. He hasn't been with us for a few years and I'm glad he's back with us. One more hour 
in the member section. This is Mel Fabregas, and you are listening to Veritas. See you there. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know.